Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Guys, welcome to the show. This is Josh and I am Jimmy. Hey, hey, hey. Nice to be with you. Paradox here. Good afternoon. Oh my gosh, that was his Apple Watch. I said, hey, 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 and Siri answered me. She said good afternoon. She did. That's such a letdown that you have an Apple Watch. It's like the greatest thing ever. For, for example. That's my Timex. For example. $15. Did you know Amazon. that I am an award-winning athlete? Because just yesterday, I got an award for the fastest outdoor run that I've ever done. And it notified me. It gave me a little, it, it was a it, it was a little. Uh, Is this your walk tool? Metal. Yeah, my walk tool. You know we still use that terminology. You probably only used it once with me. What's, how did you describe your walk tool? Well, it was, I would walk. First off, you always tell people that you're running. <laughs> I got running shoes. Yeah, I went out for a run this morning. I would walk until a car came by, and then my walk till a car would convert to a run tool. So you ran <laughs> until they were out of sight. So and hold then, on, hold on, back up. He only ran if a car was looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> you you walk till then. You walk till you see a car. Uh-huh. Then, then you, you run, run till it's gone. And then you walk till you see another and car. And then you walk till you see that another car. That is a Jimmy My- Dr. Jimmy Myers mm-hmm. uh, famous workout mm-hmm. called a walk till. A walk till. And <laughs> it is responsible for what you see today, my friend. I can't believe we got to discuss a walk till on the show. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just walk till I see a car. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> and there were some days if I didn't get out early enough, like people were leaving. I was exhausted. You were running at least 15 seconds. Oh, my seconds. gosh. I even sweat. Oh. Dad also did this workout plan, practical fitness, where he worked out 30 minutes once a week. Yes. And I was buff. And in six months, he was supposed to lose, let's call it, 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it, it, he was on his, the next workout was going to be his six month workout. Do you remember this? No. And he walked into my office and he lifted up his shirt. He probably had gained weight <laughs> and he just grabbed his belly and said, this is all going to be gone by the end of the day. Because <laughs> <laughs> it had been six months. It's been six months. So it's supposed to just evaporate. Off of his body that day. I think my favorite was purchasing P90X. How many seconds into the first workout did well, you Well, it go? wasn't the first. It was the warm-up. <laughs> it was the warm-up till the first. And <laughs> your mother and I just put it back in. Yeah, no thanks. Shut it up and then gave it, I think gave it to you. No, we had had P90. I think we were the ones that turned y'all onto it. We yes. got some of your bands yes. and the workout equipment that we didn't purchase, yes. but we had, we had the DVDs. Yeah, at one point we had uh, Alex Noop. I don't think he is a listener, but he was a friend of ours, and he he was transitioning from Austin to Houston, and he had to get out of his place, but he wasn't stopping his job just yet. And so there was a month period that he lived with us early when we were married, 
And I had woken up one morning, was doing the P90X <laughs> yoga. And he was like, I'll, I'll wake up with you and do it. And we got two minutes in. And he, we didn't have kids, so he yelled it a little bit louder than I would have liked. But he yelled the F word <laughs> and just sat down on the couch. It's like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. Oh, he's my brother from another mother. <laughs> so he t- attempted the yoga workout for yeah, a couple of minutes. It ain't easy. Anyway, your walk tool. Try it tomorrow. Seriously. seriously. Walk, walk till you see a car. Run. Then run. Till. And then walk till it's you gone. see another car. Yeah. That's how it works. Walk tool. And people, <laughs> I'm sure people driving by going, really? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> How how much does he have to eat in a day if he's running all this? <laughs> and he's, he's still. So dad was also famous as a child for saying, if you look good, you play good. And if you play good, you, you win. win. And if you win, the babes love you. So and it's so always important. It was always about appearance. To look good. Athletics was about yes, appearance. Yes, absolutely. And so to every passing car, he appears <laughs> like he's running the whole time. Yes. And yet he was walk tolling. Yes, even as a therapist, it's the appearance of competency. You don't have to be competent. You just look competent. You just got to walk tall. Mm-hmm. So that was one of those rabbits that we're accused of, of chasing on occasion. Yep. So today we're talking about honesty. And honesty is good. Can I get an amen? Amen. So honesty is a great thing. It's a great thing in all relationships. It's great at work. It's great with extended family. Honesty is great uh, with your children. It is great with your marriage. Honesty is good. But chocolate cake is good. Mm. Can I get an amen? Um, steak is good. Wachtels. Wachtels are excellent. But how much... Honesty in a family is okay. Bear with me, because I know we should know the truth is going to set us free, and we should always tell the truth. And we're sitting, we're not living the light. How honest is too honest? Yep. If we're just being honest, Jimbo, I wore this extra small Columbia button down today just for you. Don't I look good in it? I mean, the buttons are a little under distress, but yeah. (laughs) Hey, it looks good. Is that a good example of whether you should be honest or not? Correct. Now, we'll get to that. But there is there's honest and there is brutal honesty. There is a line. I don't know how many, you know, especially guys would come in the office and at some point they would go, oh boy, if my wife ever found out blank. Well, that's not good. You know, that means that we have... It's purposeful deceit. Yeah. We have a yeah. public persona and we have a hidden persona. And that sort of bifurcation is not good. It's not good spiritually. It's not good in marriages. Yeah. It's almost like that particular guy, and I mean, insert any guy and gal, we all have things mm-hmm. we want to hide from our significant relationships, but it's almost like... If my that that thought process that leads a person to say if my wife ever found out it's almost like the reveal my wife finding out is the evil. Yes, that's the bad thing. That's the bad thing. When it's the action that you did thirty seconds before is the bad thing. Yes, a lot of and again you know we work with sexual addiction and you will hear guys numerous guys would say you know look she knows pretty much everything so. She's got the gist. Why would I want to hurt her by telling her this additional? Yep. I would say only an addict 
can convince themselves that lying to their wife is a is noble thing to do. the best thing for yeah. her. <laughs> but in some ways, we all do that. We justify in our heads why not being truthful is a good thing. The problem with not being truthful is that there's a reason that they call it habitual lying. Because lying can become a behavior that very quickly can turn into a habit. It becomes the path of least resistance. Well, in a lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. So if I tell the truth... And even if it's not like a part of your nine to five job, but it can be, it becomes kind of your lifestyle within your home. And I would say, I would, I'm a Southern Baptist, so I'm not a betting man, but if I were to bet... I would say that he's lying at sure, 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 at sure, work sure. as well, yep. because this this path of least resistance, this I'm avoiding any and all negative environments, and so I'm going to lie to avoid a negative response to what I'm saying, so that I avoid this conflict or this negative discussion, and so if I know, and this can be about just virtually nothing. But if it's going to save me any unpleasantness, then I'm going to lie. And because it doesn't, and again, in his eye, it doesn't matter. This isn't worth what would happen if I told the truth. So let's just go on and go on about our business. Most likely that is being employed at work as well. Because now we're getting into, again, you know, our, our brain circuitry has adjusted to this habitual behavior since we've done it consistently, frequently over a long duration that's the way our brain works at this point. And so we're going to, that's why you'll, you'll see people and you'll, they'll say they're a compulsive liar, they're a habitual liar, because that's the way their brain works. If this will allow me to avoid something unpleasant, I'll drop a lie. I also can see people that are not habitual or as a lifestyle liars, they're honest people, but they almost make excuses for family members that mm -hmm. they are in a home with. Let's say, you know, your child who is clinically depressed uh, does a bad behavior and should get a punishment, but they almost excuse the punishment and it's like, well, I'm not going to confront them. I'm not going to be honest with their negative decision because mm -hmm. they're depressed and they can't handle it. Mm -hmm. And why would I heap that on them? Yes. And so even if you're a, you know, a relatively honest, non-habitual liar, you can also, um, to, to uh, make up reasons why you shouldn't be honest with potentially the, the person struggling within your home. Yes. And that's not even good. Exactly. It, it, it seems noble. Yes. Which um, is why he's called the father of lies and the deceiver with a sure. capital D. De deceiving us into thinking that doing something bad is something good. Yeah. Another thing that makes not being honest a problem, and let's just talk about uh, a marriage. If you can't tell your spouse the truth for fear of the response, you're in trouble. Yeah. Without truth, there's no trust. Without trust, there is no love. So in marriage, love and trust are kind of the same thing. And without honesty, there's no trust. It's a definite breakdown of the relationship. Yeah. So if you, it, it, just right now, if, if I ask you, just within your marriage, if there are, and I'm not talking massive, you know, I, I embezzled a million dollars. You did? You never told me that. I'm being honest. Now. Now. I haven't been for quite a long time, but now. So I'm not talking You've about... You've just been embezzling till... Yes. 
<laughs> until I see somebody. And then I, I stop mean, embezzling. I stop embezzling. <laughs> really, that philosophy can just mm-hmm. across all of life. Embezzle. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about huge things, but if you can't, do you have significant things? And again, I'm not talking about affairs or you know something massive. Hopefully, those are obvious mm-hmm. that those should be confessed. Yes, We're talking, but are there are there substantive things that you're holding back from your spouse? If so, your marriage is in a very precarious place because it, marriages, which there's a reason why you know Jesus used marriage. This to be this, you know, this object lesson between Christ and the church, Paul did. There can be no true intimacy and love without a lack of trust. And especially, and I'm not saying you never lie about anything, but if there was an affair, if some massive, if I did steal money from the, at least I get the thought process of why you would want to keep that to yourself. But let's say you just bought a driver for your golf, but didn't want yeah. to say anything. And or your spending line was fifty bucks, and anything over that, you discuss it with your spouse, and you spent sixty. And did yeah, I mean it can be super small stuff, but still. And if you can't be honest about those things, then you take need to take a really serious look at your marriage. Now, when we say that there can be no love without trust, and there can be no trust without honesty. Back to dealing with sexual addiction and the spouses that that are the victims of that, you will hear over and over and over, I could almost get past what it is that you did, but repeatedly, you looked me in the eye and lied to me. And even that thing of looking them in the eye is all the way back to infancy when mom looked you in the I mean this is this is very this is a very intimate thing to look someone in the eye. That is like okay, I'm letting you in and I let you in because we're we're husband and wife. And while I let you in, you flat out lied to me. That's what I can't get over. Lying about little, but especially larger things, that is such a profound violation of intimacy and barriers and boundaries within a marriage. It probably takes on a lot more significance than the person lying wants to admit that it does. Here's the flip side. I was once, uh, I was on staff at a church and this church had a little mission church and I was supposed to go out and check on the little mission pastor about something since I re- kind of represented the mother church. And I went out there and they were having a church council meeting. And so I was kind of slipped in, waved, and just kind of stood in the corner. And this young pastor, someone said something about, hey, well, I think we ought to do this. And that young pastor said, well, you know what, Bob? You know, when I show up at your place of business and tell you how to do your job, then you come here and tell me how to do mine. <laughs> and when it was over and dismissed, I just went, whew, it's a little rough between you and Bob. And he said, yeah, you know, I just really think I have the gift of preaching. Went, no, you have the gift of being a jerk. That's what, even though that's how he felt. Honesty can be 
damaging. It can be, especially when we're being honest about what we think or feel and what we think and feel can be very temporary, very transient. I mean, I can be really upset. And so I'm thinking a certain thing and I say it. Well, as soon as the adrenaline goes away, I don't feel that way anymore. And yet those words will hang there with your 12-year-old daughter until she's getting counseling as a 40-year-old. So there's a flip side. You, you want to say, yes, honesty, 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 but there's a line. There's a line between what is being too honest. Yeah, and but I, I think it all goes back, and maybe I'm jumping to solutions, and you don't want to just... We are, we are absolutely solutioning this. But, it, I mean, it's, it's about your heart, mm-hmm. and it, it's about whether you have relationally built up in the previous days, months, weeks, and years, credibility to be able to speak mm-hmm. truth. You know, you earn the right to be heard. You know, if you are never in the home and you're working 90 hours a week and then you come home and say some hard truth to your wife, of course she's going to slap you. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm a proponent for any spouse slapping any Mm-mm. spouse. But so the ability to be honest and what is too honest and what is, you know, just the right amount of honesty, I mean, that is settled day in and day out, appropriately loving your spouse, one. Mm-hmm. And two, it's also bringing that honesty with a heartfelt worth and value that you're ascribing to the person you're giving truth. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to tear down. You're trying to build the person up. Mm-hmm. And if your heart is coming from that place, then then I think that hard conversations can, can be had and it still come out good on the other yes, end. Exactly. Because you can, you can, to your point, you can tell a hard truth about something that you see or feel or whatever. But it's not exactly what you say, it's how you say it. You can say our goal is to be tell the truth come hell or high water. Uh, We're going to tell the truth if it causes conflict, uh, if it causes anger in my spouse, if it causes a major disruption in the peace and tranquility of my life, I'm going to tell the truth. But it's not that simply you tell the truth, but it's how you do it. If you, what do they say in business? You know, give someone three compliments before you give them the negative. Stroke before you poke. Yes, there'll come a day that we'll tell that story again. So, but it's 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 Jesus in Revelation. You know, when you know he'll say, "Oh, church at Laodicea, I've heard this great thing and this great thing, but I have this against you." So that goes back a little sugar helps the medicine go down. So it's not that you're simply being honest. It's how you're being honest, saying, I know I'm saying this, and I know that as I'm saying this, I have 50 things that I do wrong too. However, I'm being honest about what I see here. But I also, I mean, I know you're supporting my point from just mm-hmm. a second ago, but that your ability to be honest happens 300 days before the day you're honest. Correct. I mean, it is earning the right to be heard mm-hmm. and not just flying in, giving a truth bomb and flying right mm-hmm. back out. I mean, y- your ability to be honest with your spouse is earned mm-hmm. in the day in and day out mm-hmm. of being a loving, valued spouse. Yes. I mean, if 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 the spouse just, just lavishes love and respect and on you, well, it's much easier then to take the negatives. Uh, from from them. Because our goal, again, has got to be, our goal has to be, as a human being, as a believer, for there to be transparency and congruence. This is what you get. I'm the same. 
it's, it's like preacher's kids. You always say, you know, preacher's kids, PKs have uh, a reputation for a reason because a lot of times they will see their mom or dad or both when the lights are on be one way and then when the lights are off, they're quite a different way. And that is simply something that an unbelieving child finds unbelievable. So I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. So our goal is to be the same. I'm the same in front of my wife as I am away from my wife. I'm the same in front of my husband and kids as I am when I'm out on, what is that game where all the wives get drunk on wine? Bunko. Bunko. I'm the same with my family that as I am. sexist. At men, the... men can get drunk on wine playing Bunko too. <laughs> I would like to meet that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so. And that... to, can, oh, can I steal your limelight here? Yeah. But to be congruent, I think people have a hard time being honest with their family because they're not honest with themselves. Mm. Mm. Right up just, there. No, just raise it and praise. Just raise holy, that hand and praise. Holy Spirit sprinkles. Yep. Give mm. it to me. Come on mm. now. Can I get an amen? Mm, amen. You're having a hard time being honest with your spouse and your family because you can't be honest with yourself. You've got to take a good look at just the character that you internally are building, try to be honest with yourself, and therefore you can be honest with your family. I would also say as far as solutions, the spouse has to do an honest look at themselves, and are they creating an environment with where a healthy confession can happen? And yes, we, even parents, we say this to parents all the time. If you say, oh, baby... You can tell me anything. And they whew, good, because I smoked weed last week. And, and they just explode. <laughs> well, well, of course your kid's never going to want to say ever. that again. That kid says, mm, note to self. Yes. I and can't your, say anything. Your spouse can do that too. So you've got, if you want honesty within your marriage, you've got to take a hard look at yourself to figure out if you're cultivating a environment where your spouse feels safe to be able to come to you. And the last thing I want to, and you touched on it earlier, I mean, Scripture tells us that we are to speak the truth in love. So to me, we are to be compassionate with the truth. And I'm going to get in trouble, um, but I believe there is a shading of the truth that can be considered compassionate. If an old man's on his deathbed and his wife cheated on him multiple times and he had no idea that occurred, no need to tell him that. It's the truth. But it would be the compassionate thing not to tell him that. It's kind of like, again, in the 12 steps, when you're talking about making amends, you don't make amends to someone that that's going to cause harm to them. And so I do think that there is something to be said for a compassionate White lie. Again, that's what I know I'm getting in mm, trouble. Mm, I just want to... Mm. Does it spare someone any unnecessary harm or stress? A lie... And let, me, let me clear. A lie... A lie. Next week on Paradox, we'll be talking about healthy lies. Yes. But when you... When out of compassion, you don't tell the entire truth, that's never justifiable just to keep your butt out of trouble. Because... You could twist it in your head and say, well, it's going to cause me unnecessary harm. So it's not that, but it, would, it, would it cause another person unnecessary harm? And this is where you get into 
do you like this? And you can obviously tell that they like this, and you don't really like it or not like it. And so, well, yeah, honey, I like this. That's not telling the absolute truth, but it's not causing unnecessary stress for someone yeah, else. Yeah, and this is such a, in 99.9% of instances, what you're saying doesn't apply. It's the extremes of deathbeds. and Yes. So uh, this is a very rare instance where honesty is not the policy. And so I think it's, because it's so rare, it's hard to really conceptualize. But I think potentially something that might be helpful to hear is lies divide and honesty unites and tries to bring about oneness. I know it might not seem like that if your spouse takes it the wrong way and just belittles you, and obviously that honesty could be divisive, but it's not really your honesty that was divisive, it was your spouse. So honesty attempts to create oneness where lies divide. And in 99.9% of instances, you're going to want to be honest because it brings about attempts to bring about that oneness. But if someone's on their deathbed and you confess about an affair that you might had, I mean, he's about to pass. There's no point in oneness, relational oneness at that point. point. And even a spouse that, do I look good in this? And you're like, "Mm." that doesn't necessarily bring about oneness to completely come out and be rude and say, Mm -hmm. no, you look terrible, go change. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Telling a kid that... Oh, you know, I got this job, and I didn't think I was going to be able to. Well, Dad had made a call to a guy that, you know, there are scenarios by which being totally, completely honest could, and a lot of times, truthfulness is going to cut and 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 cause pain, and that's just a process that you need to go through if the truth is 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 important. But for some of those things, to build somebody up, to not be completely truthful, because again, you can be truthful and be a very mean person while all the time, you know, you know, hey, fine, I'm honest, sue me. No, yeah, you're being a jerk. Exactly. So it's a very, very fine line. And I'm not saying that it it, it really, it, it's a pretty rare occurrence where yes. that would occur. Yes, but there is this sort of thing of just being compassionate at the time. And again, it's not being compassionate to keep your rear end out of trouble. That's not the compassion we're talking about. It's about someone else and possibly being compassionate for them that you don't cause them unnecessary pain. Yeah. And, it, you know, maybe even a better way to say, and I know we we're running out of time. Are you we saying go. that I did not say that? Well, well, we're probably like seven minutes over. Oh, heaven. But more than just trying to create oneness, you're trying to build the other person up with your honesty, and you're trying to build the relationship up. Mm -hmm. And there's a point where, liar, liar, when he couldn't tell a lie, Mm -hmm. and he was just spouting rude comments. You know, there's a point where you're not building the other person up. That's a good movie. And if they were lying on their deathbed and you wanted to confess, that would make that would make you feel better. Yes. But it wouldn't make it wouldn't build you. them up. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to figure out. And in marriage, if you have you're staring thirty more years with this person, there's probably zero point zero one percent instances where leaving out some truth is actually a good thing. Because mm-hmm. you're staring at thirty years, and you need to be you know you need to bear yourself to that mm-hmm. person and be as honest as you can be. And again, it's not as much honesty as much as how you communicate yep. the honesty. Yep. You know, the classic, do these pants make my butt look big? You can say, no, honey, but let's start 
workout training on Monday. You can't really. Let's even get say in the that. box. <laughs> Speaking of the box, let's not get in the box. We need oh, to go. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, I feel like we've been maybe confusing. Oh, I think uh, I personally have been crystal. If you want more information about this episode or anything previous, it's paradoxpodcast.com. You can also find us on our socials there. We appreciate you and guys And if you do listening. rate us, please rate us positively because that would be a compassionate lie. Bye. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Paradox.